This is the Jake and Joe Show, bringing variety to your week every Wednesday. Welcome back, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Jake and Joe Show with your host, Jake. And Joe. A long time has passed. Two months. Since we have gotten together to make an episode or even really talked about this. So, well, uh, it's, it's been more like a month <laughs> since we've talked about it because we did get together a few times and brainstorm. We did. Um, more than not, though, we'd get together and then we'd get distracted <laughs> oh, yeah. doing other things. But oh, yeah. And June, I think we got some good ideas for this season. And the past couple weeks have been super busy, which we'll get to, so we didn't get as much planning as we'd hoped to, but in uh, in the spirit of uh, keeping our word and getting our first episode out in the first week of July, here we are. Here we are. So what have you done in your spare time these past couple months, Joe? Well... After we recorded the last episode of season one, I immediately went home, and there's a big rock in my backyard, Yep. and I flipped it up like Patrick does in Spongebob, oh, yeah, yeah. and I climbed down under it and then pulled it down, and yep. th- that's just where I've been. You set your alarm. Yep, that's where I've been <laughs> for the last two months. I've been waiting for this day. Oh, yeah. No, uh, a lot has happened in the past few months, obviously. I mean, a few months, it's a sixth of a year, so I'd hope something happens in two months. Right. We're used um, to having to like try to figure out something to say at it in a week, so yeah, right. hopefully we got some good stuff. <laughs> well, went on vacation. There's that. I uh, went down to South Carolina back April, I think it was April 14 is when I left, or something like that, and we were gone for a week, week and a half. Uh, drove down got a place on Airbnb and stayed there for a week. It was right on the beach. It was awesome. Nice. I think I I knew you used Airbnb, but I totally forgot about it until just now. How was that experience? Was it the first time you used it? Uh Cuz yes. It, that's not that's not when you you rent from people who are living there already, right? Well, it it depends on the rental that you get. Uh there there are different options for it. Um when you go to the website and you look at the listings that are there, there will be listings for full homes that you can rent, uh, apartments, and then there are private rooms, which are like kind of, they're part of the house that someone else is living in, but they make sure that it's separated enough that you feel like you're quarantined off, kind of, like you're separated. And then there is an even more extreme shared space where you could be staying in an area with three or four other people that you don't even know. You're like in a common area. That's area. sketchy. Yeah. Um, we So we've only used it one time, uh, but it's funny that we're doing this today because just today I was actually looking at more places on Airbnb. Uh, every September on, on Labor Day, we being Michaela and I uh, travel down to Connecticut because that's where she has some extended family. Yep. So we go down there and we stay over Labor Day. And I was looking at Airbnbs in the Connecticut area where we're going to be. So it's funny that we're bringing this up. Um, I've only used it once, but I have full intentions to use it again because the experience was very good. We had an entire house to ourselves. Uh, we went down with my sister-in-law and her boyfriend. 
uh, and the house we were in was three bedroom, two bathroom, living room, kitchen, all that. And together, uh, we paid $800 for the whole week. So it was only split between us. It was only 400 bucks for, you know, each couple. Right. Not bad. So, and it was right on the ocean. It was right up against it. And we looked at like hotels and stuff in the area and it would have been double or triple that easily. We had a whole house to ourselves. Came with a golf cart that we could uh, ride around. And golf carts are huge down there in that area. So do you bring, or I'm sorry, not bring it. Do you meet up with the people who own the place so they can give you keys and whatnot? Well, this, this place was in a gated community. So when we got there, we went to the gate and we told them that we were going to be staying in a house and, uh, the owner of the house had already told the gate, the, the security that we were going to be there. So they gave us a pass to get in and out of the community and, uh, the place was already unlocked. The keys were hanging inside on a key ring that we grabbed so we could lock the place when we left, but it was just there ready to go. We never actually met the person that we were renting from. Huh. It was that's, cool. That's such a like. Cool. That's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, it was nice too because the the place itself was like right across the road from uh, their equivalent of a Hannaford. Oh, okay. So we, you know, there was no food, but we just we got there, unpacked, hopped on the golf cart, drove across the street, got a bunch of groceries for the <laughs> in week. The golf came, cart? In the golf cart. That's great. Came back, threw them in the fridge, and we were good. I mean, we barely we 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 ate out probably. Uh, three or four times the whole week because you're yeah. on vacation, so you're going to want to. But it, food didn't even cost more than it normally would have because we made meals and stuff. That's good. Yeah, it was it was fun. It Sounds was like a, a real fun. relaxing time for sure. Yeah, uh, I would definitely recommend Airbnb. I'm thinking for the next one, I want to try doing a private room where we don't have a whole house. I want that experience. I want to see what it's like. It definitely hit or miss, I feel, because it depends on the people that are there. Right. And and there's a review system on Airbnb. So you look for places that have a lot of good reviews. And there are a few down in the Connecticut area with like 50 or 65 star reviews. Yeah. So. Anything else? Well, I had a few adventures, obviously, while we were down there. Right. So before I left, I had, for a cell phone, I had an LG V10. Yes. That I really liked. I've talked about it before, I think on the podcast. Uh, how much I like it. It had dual screens, three cameras on it. It was a cool phone. I knew probably since a month or two after getting the phone that it had a known issue called the LG boot loop where the phone would just shut off and then never turn back on again. You would try to turn it on and it would boot to the LG logo and then shut off and try turning on again. And my luck... That happened while we were down there. Three days into the vacation, we're sitting at a place we went out to eat at. I'm Googling something on my phone or whatever, and it just locks up and freezes and then shuts off. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's hot down here. Maybe it overheated. So I try to turn the phone back on, and it won't turn on. Won't turn on. Won't turn on. That's stressful because you're, <sighs> since you're on vacation. Yes, I know. So <laughs> the next day, I went to Verizon to see if they had a Google Pixel because that's what I really wanted. Yep. But they didn't have that. So I I kind of just gave up on getting a phone while we were down there and just braved through the rest of the week oh, without man. a smartphone. <laughs> and then, uh, then when we got back, I went to Verizon a couple days later, and the Samsung Galaxy S8 had just come out. Uh, so I was able to get that. Nice. And LG, even though I didn't have a warranty, they're aware of the boot loop issue, so they took my V10 back and repaired it for me at no cost. So then I had... 
a new phone that I was going to be using and a perfectly working cell phone that I was able to sell online for like 200 bucks. Awesome. So I got some, I got a good amount of money for that and I got a new phone. So it ended yeah. up working out. In the so end. you essentially got a really good discount on the asset. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. You went on vacation. I did. Tell me about that. Where'd you go? See, the who'd off- you go with? I went How with... long were you there? <laughs> <laughs> Grilling me. All my fun these past couple months actually just happened like two, three weeks ago. I want to so say... You were literally under that rock that I was mentioning yeah, earlier before Yeah, I was that. under that rock and I, my alarm went off early and I was like, dang, I got a couple weeks to kill. Let's let's do some crazy stuff. Jake saw his shadow and he knew winter was over. Exactly. <laughs> Season two is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make me choke on my water. <laughs> All right, so oh geez, a um, couple weeks ago, uh, Adria and her brother Andrew and I went to Ohio. We got a rental car through Hertz, and I drove all the way to Ohio, all the way back. Um, ended up logging three thousand miles between going there back and then all the trips we did. Um, which is actually really surprising, but it all adds up. Um, we went to see Adria's extended family uh, in the same sense where uh, you go to Connecticut to see yeah. Michaela's. Yep. Um, and uh, we did a couple things. We went to uh, the Museum of Art in Cincinnati. Uh, we didn't even plan on it, but they're in Cincinnati. Okay, you said it weird the first time. I just wanted to make sure that's well, I think not I said, how you always say it. I think I said it. Cincinnati. <laughs> you did. You said Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. That's all good. <laughs> we didn't even plan it, but they were having this, like, um, the power of costume Star Wars thing down there. That sounds yeah. pretty so sweet. We so just, we just walk in, and unfortunately, most of the museum was uh, out of commission because... They were just like doing some construction. Uh, the that's... one thing that was open was the Power of Costume Star Wars thing. Oh. And not only that, not only was this like a surprise thing, there was only a showing every like two hours. And we showed up five minutes before the next showing. Whoa. So we just walked in line and then everyone's just patiently waiting. And it said like, uh, next um, next viewing at 1130. And I look at like, <laughs> I look like it's a watch, but it's my it's my phone. You had and, your phone on your wrist. Yeah, yeah, my phone strapped right on my wrist, and it was eleven twenty-five. Wow! And I was like, "What the heck? What? What luck?" <laughs> yeah, right. And that was really cool. Um, we went to a bunch of different. I've never actually been to a art museum before. I don't think, and if I did, it was when I was really young, maybe on a field trip. Yeah. But we went to two or three. Oh wow! During that week, and are there between, a lot in that area? Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, Cleveland. Cincinnati, um, Dayton, Ohio, which yep. is closer to where we were staying, had yep. a couple. We didn't go to any in Dayton, but um, they, they there is a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm right. trying to say right. in the area. Um, yeah, and that was that was a good time. Uh, let's see, we went to an amusement park down there. I told you about this. Yeah, I can't wait for you <laughs> to tell me more about more and, about this. And I, I wanted to bring this, this up. I wanted to bring this up. Everyone knows. You know, that... Uh, You're a cheapskate. No, I'm a cheapskate. Yeah. Don't beat around the bush, so... Jake. This is season two. <laughs> this is season two. We go hard that's in season right. two. All right. Yeah, that's, that's true. No more pretending. No. This is us. This is the real us. <laughs> this is us now. 
Um, so we go to this amusement park. We're meeting uh, Adria's family because they have two younger kids and they were just, they wanted to go for the day and that's what they did. So they're like, oh, hey, you know, we're, we're going ahead because we were getting lunch. Uh, meet us at Kings Island. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm figuring it's like a fun town type thing. Fun town splash but town. But it was... USA. Absolutely not that at all. It was <laughs> like, have you ever been to like Hershey Park or something in Pennsylvania or... I haven't. I know of it. Or have you been, been to... It, it was a lot bigger than this, but have you been to like Storyland or Santa's Village in no. New York? I mean, New Hampshire? No. No, okay. I've been to Six Flags... Yeah, Six Flags. That, that's a that's a better way. I've been I've to been Six Flags. To Disneyland. Oh, that's I've probably, never been. That's probably too big. Yeah, Disneyland's a little bigger, but regardless, you know, any listener who's been to Fun Town, most of us have. If you're from Maine, uh, it's two or three times that of Fun Town. It's like halfway between Fun Town and Disneyland, or Disney World, either one really. Uh, and it was we walk up to the gate, and it was three, I think forty five. And I look up at the admission price. It was $67 per person to walk through the gate. And this was after I was already irritated as hell. Because parking was $20, man. What? $20 for the privilege to park on a specified area of pavement. And so I was just like a little, I was a little upset about that. But I was like, yeah, I'll let that slide. Whatever you know, it's gonna be fun. But uh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. At that price. Yeah. Oh yeah. It better be. Um. So yeah, we go up to this girl uh, who's behind the counter, and she's like, yeah. "Once I noticed what the price was, uh, normally I'm really good at like not being rude, but I was definitely rude at this point because I just started like laughing at the price. Yeah, I was like, oh." I was just like, whoa, I chuckled a little bit, and Adria was like, Adria was like, Jake. <laughs> just pay it. Yeah. And she was like, well, uh, in about 15 minutes, uh, it's, what was it? I think it went down from 67 to I think you $35. Told me, like, yeah, yeah, I think you told a person. Like uh, be- from, they called it like Starlight Hours or something, something mystical <laughs> and, and fun sounding. And we're, I'm like, yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> so I walked over to a picnic table and we just sat there waiting for four o'clock. She could have just given you the friggin' discounted she, price. She, I think she was going to give it a couple minutes early, um, but I just waited until four. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and obviously, no, it's not her fault. I, I didn't show any anger towards her, but I was just like absolutely so surprised at that price, man. Um, so we walk in. It's a nice place. It really is. Very clean. Very Disneyland-esque. The first ride I see is something called the Slingshot, which is just literally what you're imagining. It's it's a giant slingshot. It's one of those things where you shoot straight up in the air. You shoot straight up in the air with one other person. Yeah, yeah. And that costs money to get on after you already paid money to get in there after paying money to park. (laughs) Wait, they charge for the rides? The most extreme rides, yeah. What? (laughs) Dude, uh, it's insane. So, like, the big headlining roller coaster, would you have to pay to get on that? No, I I, I don't think so, because I did go on the newest roller coaster. I can't remember what it was called. It was the first time I had ever been on a roller coaster that wasn't wooden. So, like, a metal roller coaster, I guess you could call it. Steel. Steel, yeah. Steel roller coaster. Yeah, roller coaster tycoon days helping us out. 
Um, Corkscrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... It, and that was a fun time. I, I was a little nervous at first, because I, I think the most thrilling roller coaster I had ever been on Excalibur. before that point was Excalibur. <laughs> you got me. Um, but yeah, I went on like three different roller coasters, and that was fun. Yeah. But there was a couple rides, like a slingshot, it was like 10 bucks to use. And it's... One ride? $10? Yeah, dude, 10 bucks. Oh, my. And, and there was a ton of carnival rides. So on your right, there was like this huge... Uh, fountain, little pond thing with yep. like fountain spurts coming yep. up. It yep. looked real nice. Kids and, could run through it, type of thing. No, it was oh, it, it was, was just scenery. Oh, okay, okay. Decor uh, uh, decoration. Yeah. On the left side, there was like a huge line as far as your eye could see of carnival games and stuff, and those were like five or ten dollars to play. Um, you could you could blow hundreds. You could probably blow if you had a family of at least two kids. You could probably blow like. Five hundred to a thousand dollars there. Uh, a That's bottle unreal. of soda. A bottle of soda was four dollars. Just all kinds of things. The like game. That. The what blows my mind the most is that the rides inside the park they were charging for some of them when it already cost to get into the park. Oh yeah. You're buying your entrance into the rides, not to after buying parking. People remember that. Well, parking, I mean, it's ridiculous that it was 20 bucks, but there are a lot of places that charge for parking. But that's I don't pretty think standard. It's standard. Okay, you can call it standard, and I agree, but that doesn't make it right. If they own that land, and they know that you're going there to spend money at their business, I don't think it's ethically right to charge parking. That's true, because they don't charge at Funtown. They don't charge at a they grocery don't store. at Aquaboggin. You know, things like that. Right. I know amusement parks are a little different. Yeah. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to Hannaford, you're going to be going to their business, buying groceries. It's not like they're charging you five bucks yeah. to park and, there. And the way they look at it as business owners is that parents are already like, just like stressed out of their mind. Like their kids are like, can we please go to the amusement park? I really want to get on the rides. <laughs> so the parents are just like, fine, let's go. So they get there, and then they're just like, yeah, whatever, pay for the parking just because my kid won't shut up. I mean, obviously, that's you know, not how you should be, but that's how businessmen are going to look at it and see dollar signs everywhere. So. Right. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's pointless complaining about it. should have parked down the road and walked. It, it actually was right off an interstate, uh, if I remember right. Because I've obviously only been there once. Find a gas station and... Yeah, you would have had to walk a considerable long ways. <laughs> like, you turn into the King's... It's like King's Island Drive, and it's like this oh, huge, Oh, so it's down like twisty, a 10-mile oh, yeah. road. <laughs> oh, yeah, they made sure to... You want to park there. That. Oh, man, that's so sleazy. Oh, oh, not even the best part. I don't want to go over this too much, but... So parking was 20 bucks. Preferred parking... Was thirty bucks. It was what a little is that? Closer. It means closer. A little closer. Oh my! <laughs> it was roped off. It was roped off. It was like roped off. Yeah. Was it undercover? No, it wasn't oh. even undercover. It was just roped off. It's just a closer spot on yep. the field. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So that just uh, definitely. So you, if if you had shown up at like eight in the morning or whenever the park opens right yeah. up. Yeah. Do you think it would have been worth the 67 for an entire day? Or would you have still felt like at the end of the day, I didn't get my $67 worth? Um, I think it still is a little too pricey for my, my liking. Did you go on the slingshot? 
Heck no. <laughs> no, I just did the roller coasters. Yeah. Um, we were only there for a couple hours because we were right. just meeting up with them. I think that's mostly what it was. It wasn't like we wanted to go there to begin with. We were meeting up with people who happened to be there. We had to pay money to meet up with them. Yeah, right. 70 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, dude. 70 bucks to meet up with them for two hours. Dear yeah. Lord. Yeah. It, it was it was cool, though. I mean, I guess it's just something to say you've been there. Yeah. You've been to Kings Island. I've been there, done that. Yeah. I've been on that Kings Island. I guess I won't be, my heart won't stop completely if I ever go to Disneyland. Because oh, I know Disney, they're going to be more expensive. Yeah, that pales in comparison to oh, Disney. Yeah. Disney, each park is like 100 bucks to get into, and there's four parks. Oh, really? It's not all one thing? No. Well, there's Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Planet Hollywood... Not Planet Hollywood. Uh, MGM Studios is a park, and then Epcot. Oh. I, They're all separate. I, I knew that it was oh, segmented, to, but I didn't think it was... You have to pay for admission to each one. Yep. Oh, and then they have a system called... Uh, what's it called? Fast Pass? Yeah. Have you heard of that? No, but is it like some sort of transmitter you wear and you can go through a entrance and it charges it automatically? Uh, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be clever. Um, no, it's like uh, you pay additional, additionally on your ticket, and then there's like every single ride has the regular line that you can get uh... in and the fast pass line, and you can take the fast pass line and it cuts everyone off. So you go right to the front of the line and get in without waiting. To, if you pay additionally, um, you can pay for that per park. So the smartest thing to do is like pay for that in the park that has the most rides you want to ride in. Mm-hmm. Like when we were down there, we went to uh, Animal Kingdom and I got fast pass there because they have the Mount Everest roller coaster and I wanted to do that as many times as I could. So that was worth it because I, I got that fast pass and I was able to get on the co- coaster, ride it. Get off, wait in line for five minutes. That's pretty good. Get back on. At and every, Disneyland? Yes. Wow. And everyone else is waiting. Like They show the queue time on how long it's going to be. Everyone else is waiting like 45 minutes to an hour to ride once, and I'm in and out in five minutes. Yeah. So that made it worth it. It uh, probably would be, yeah. You know, it depends on how much you, you're, you're planning to hit the rides up. So. Exactly. Anything else on vacation? Uh, yeah, I think there was one more thing I wanted to say. Um. Everyone knows Denny's, obviously. It's it, Denny's isn't the type of place that you choose to go to necessarily. It's more I like I choose to go to Denny's. I don't know. I know. I, I do. I think it's more because we live so far away from Denny's. But that's true. If you lived in a place with a Denny's, more more than likely you wouldn't be like, yeah, let's like go to Denny's. It's more of a, it's three a.m. I need food. I want food. Let's go there. Yeah. And it, it's not like a. American classy diner. place, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it's at the bottom of classy places. It always kind of smells like drugs. And, uh... <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, down in Ohio, they have this place called uh, Bob Evans, uh-huh. which is basically just a classy Denny's. Open all the time. Open. Uh, I don't know if it's open all the time. I didn't even think of that. But uh, it is like it, it's a really great breakfast spot. Uh, we went there like three times wow. that week, and her family was like making fun of us, saying that we were going to wear frames at our houses <laughs> at the end of the week. Uh, but just wanted to mention that real quick. If anyone's in the area, you see a Bob Evans sign, go over there, grab some pancakes. I, I grabbed some cinnamon pancakes there day one, and 
I think it had so much sugar on it between the brown sugar and the cream cheese icing and <laughs> yeah. all that that my like fingertips were tingling and I don't think that's good. Whoa. So, <laughs> I'm like borderline diabetic or something. <laughs> So maybe, maybe don't get that, but... <laughs> Anything else. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it, it's funny that you mention, um, you know, going to restaurants frequently when you're on vacation that people who live there would be like, this is just a normal restaurant. What are you doing? Yeah. Like when we were in South Carolina, uh, Sonic is everywhere down yes. there. And people make fun of it. Like they're like, you're going to Sonic? Like there's people who are like, that's like mcdonald's level and you're going there all the time we went to sonic like five plus times because they have deals all the time yeah like they do like the hamburgers like a burger for like a dollar fifty and it's like a it's normally like a six dollar burger for like a dollar that's a great deal so we bought like 10 of them Mm -hmm. like we didn't even eat them all i think we ate like five or six of them between all of us but it was like still only 15 bucks for all those Mm -hmm. burgers and you know they, they just had a bunch of great deals all the time and their food's good their drinks are good yeah, it was good. It was fun, but everyone down there is like, it's a McDonald's type of place. Yeah. It's funny. I totally forgot. We we went there one of the last days of us being um, in Ohio. We, we were hoping that Ohio had a Sonic. We didn't yep. even know, and we passed by one, and I'm like, well, turned. <laughs> and we pulled in one of those spots. I'm sure you did the same yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of it was a little awkward because it was just a new experience, but it was pretty much just. Like going through the drive-through, pretty much. And it was there was about like, I would say there's about fifteen spots in the one that we went to, uh-huh. and we were only one of two people there. I know it's weird. It was never busy when we yeah. went either. Milkshakes are pretty good. I had one of their shakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they make good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Say one more thing um, about the vacation was that at the very end of it, uh, I had been renting a car. It was a 2016 Nissan Altima. Dude, that's exactly the car that we had yeah. when we went to South Carolina. Dude, it 2016 was Nissan Altima. Yeah, and I thought it was really awesome, and it drove so smooth. Oh, yeah. And it had a nice backup cam. I, I used that. I backed into every spot. You ask, <laughs> ask Adrian and Andrew. It was so great. So going from that back to my 2004 Malibu, oh, that was so depressing. Oh, I had yeah. never hated I have never hated my car worse than going from that car uh, to the other. Oh. What did you get for gas mileage in that thing? I never looked, actually. We got, at one point, we were getting 40 miles to the gallon on the oh, highway with that car. Fully, like, all four of us with our luggage in it, uh-huh. we were getting 40 miles to the gallon. I was so impressed. That is awesome. I know it, I wanted a full-size vehicle because there was going to be Andrew in the back. Yeah. Or someone in the back. Yeah. Most likely him, and that's what it ended up being. And he's tall. Yeah. And I didn't want to have like a medium or small size car. And he's like doing, right, doing the right. whole head cock the whole time. Um, but yeah. Awesome vehicle. I wish um, I had it <laughs> instead of what I have now. That was that time was, for a new car. Yeah. It, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I wish I. I wish I could. Anything else? Well. Oh yeah. Oh, we got some big news. We got some real big news, boys and girls, ladies and, you, and gentlemen. You've been waiting for this. I have been waiting for this. I've I've been like trying not to ask you how are you doing because because I knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Jake, how are you doing? Oh, uh, finally. <laughs> All right. Vindication. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, and what Joe's referring to is. I had a partial thyroidectomy uh, on the 20th of June. That's six days ago, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. <laughs> six, six days, days ago. ago. They 
ripped into my neck and cut off half of my thyroid. Um, so as we were recording season one, um, I had this lump on my throat, which, long story short, ended up being a what's called a thyroid goiter, which, after testing and biopsies, had a 70 to 80% chance of being cancerous. And so since this is just on a thyroid and you can live without your thyroid, um, then they decided to just rip it out of me. So here you we are. Say it, like they rip it out of you. Like they literally just get in there and they, oh, they, they grab it with their fists and they're just like, ah! Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Just like the uh, Indiana Jones ripping <laughs> off the heart. I think that was the movie with that one. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that happened. And so what, what kind of sucks is that I went on vacation, right, for a week. Went back to work on Monday. Had the surgery on Tuesday. And now I can't go to work until the 6th of July after my follow-up appointment. So there's like three weeks of just like... I thought you were going to talk to your doctor about going back on Wednesday. Yeah, I was... I tried. But he wasn't uh, feeling it because he wants to... Like see me on a follow up visit first. So when are you? Which makes when, sense. So when are you? It's the twenty sixth today, and you're allowed next to go week. next Thursday. What I thought you just said the twelfth. That's not no next no no. Week. I didn't say the twelfth. Oh, I what'd said you say? the sixth. Oh, you multiplied by two. Yeah, I multiplied by two. Yeah. I do that yeah. in my head for oh, yeah. most things. <laughs> so you get another week off. Yeah, I Got mean, any plans? It, it, it's bittersweet. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm gonna <laughs> have so... a lot of time. A lot of time to do whatever. Yeah. Come on, man. Brainstorm for the Jake and Joe show. I know. I should. <laughs> have uh, Now that we're doing this again. So have you had any side effects uh, after having the goiter removed? I, wa- I want to point out that I had noticed the, the lump. Yeah, you had. I remember. I mentioned it. Yeah, or you did. Adria mention it. mentioned it, and, and you then had mentioned I piggybacked. You, yes, you said it. you had seen it. Right, and I yeah. just I I didn't know if it was like a trick on my eyes or something, uh-huh. like the way you were turning your neck. So I, I didn't want to be like Jake. You got a lump on your neck, man. What if you had done that <laughs> while we were recording? So just like the v, the listeners found out just at the same time we did. Hey, man, maybe that would have been the best way to do it. But yeah, I I noticed yeah. it, and I'm, I. And just internalize it, and I'm like, eh, just, you know, part I know, exactly. that's what I thought. I mean, because it... You did, so you noticed it on yourself? Yeah, yeah, it had been growing, apparently. You know, the, the woman who gave me the ultrasound on it used the term years. I don't know if she was exaggerating, but they called it a very large goiter. It was like four point something centimeters, which sounds very small, but is quite large. Is that like this big? I'd say so. Wow, that's that's a pretty good size. Yeah, because your thyroid on each side is only supposed to be like two centimeters or one and a half centimeters. Wow. So a four was just like dragging it. Like yeah, dragging right. Dragging it right down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I was just super tired. Uh, I think yesterday or the day before was the first day when I didn't need like 13 hours of sleep plus two naps a day. Cause you my were sleeping bo- that much. Yeah, because your thyroid controls... Your metabolism, energy levels, um, and it, it, it kind of assists on calcium. I have to take calcium supplements now. Forever? Um, yeah, forever, which 
Which that's sucks, not, but it's not, not a huge thing. Yeah, it's not the It's worst. basically only to make sure that I don't get osteoporosis when yeah. I'm 80 years I'm gonna, old. Like, put some, like, calcium supplement in, like, a milkshake. Yeah. It's, make it fun. Exactly. It's not, it's not a huge thing. Yeah. And since I already have my... I still have the left side of my thyroid. They checked it out. Um, it's... There's nothing wrong with it or anything. There's no abnormalities in it or any of the... On any of the lymph nodes around it. Um, they're just going to keep it in there. And I'll just obviously just keep a close look on it from now on right right and, and yeah so what i'm saying is since that is there i don't need to go on like thyroid hormone supplements it, it should just kick up and so take charge th- over the rest of th- this might sound like a, this might be a stupid question to ask does like a thyroid regrow <laughs> like no, what don't... they've taken out will it kind of like they didn't mention bulk, it. bulk back up or is it like I don't think so. I, no. I think they would have mentioned that to me. I, I didn't look into it myself. Um, and I also avoid, I avoided looking into the surgery. Um, and I didn't even want to know. But I guess Adria had looked into it and she showed me a video after I had it done. Dude, it's gross. So you see how large this cut is, right? Yeah, it's like three inches across your neck. I say three or four. Yeah, three or four inches. Yeah, because it remember it's healing too. It's odd to me that that the cut is like right in the front of your neck when it was over here on like. Well, it was right here. So they, oh, so they, oh. they put it right in the middle on the crease of your neck, so the scar is not going to be too noticeable. Um, and what they do, oh, dude, they like stretch it out. It's so gross. You see the, it's like several inches. You just like see into their throat. So nasty. Dude, that's nasty. It is nasty. So you're optimistic now that, you know, your energy levels are going to be better? Or what What do you think? I was hoping that it would... I was hoping that, like, the goiter itself was causing me to be, like, such a low-energy person. <laughs> that's but just I who think you are. That's just who I am. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I, I hope that I feel a lot better. What did the doctors say? Did they say anything about that? No, they just said that the left side of my thyroid, after a couple weeks, should rebalance my body out. So I might notice a little bit of a <laughs> So difference. right now you're like really like unenthusiastic, and then you're just going to pump back up a little bit to unenthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Ho- great. Hopefully. <laughs> did, you get, did, did they let you keep it? No. I, I, you know what? I didn't want to keep it, but I at least wanted to see it, and yeah. I forgot to ask. You should have kept it and put it in a jar of vinegar. Well, I guess they they have this thing called the biobank, and they wanted to keep it for um, test and stuff. So yeah, had to do it. So you said it was going to be tested to find out if it was cancerous or not. Yeah, I don't have the results yet. Oh, okay. How long? But regardless, that take? it only takes a couple weeks. Even if it was though, even I mean, if it's it out is, now. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. I think I'll just have the option of hey, do you want to take the left side out too? Yeah, but. The surgeon himself, he looked at it. He looked at the ultrasound while it was happening. Yeah. And assured me that he thinks that just taking the right side out is very safe. So, I mean, I'm cool with that. If it means avoiding having to take hormone supplements for the rest of my life. Right. Then, yeah, I'll just monitor it and keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want you getting girly. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, glad that all went well. Oh. I remember when you first told me, I'm like immediately obviously in your mind you like exaggerate things like crazy i'm like jake's got cancer jake's gonna die i need to find a replacement for the jake and joe show what am i gonna do <laughs> that was your train <laughs> yeah i went directly to that spot i'm like jake and joe show what what goes good with joe what are we what gonna goes... do <laughs> uh, 
I can't be Kyle and Joe. <laughs> this um, is not going to work. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, besides family, I think you were the first person who knew. Because I didn't really... I didn't tell anyone specifically about yeah. it. I had made like a post a little while after, I think. Just like... Because I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, wow. Like If no one had told me and insisted that I went to the doctor's office... Things could have been a lot worse. Um, so you you'd noticed it. Growing, yeah, I had but you noticed never it, but I, I didn't. Anything? Yeah, because I didn't. Because it's your own body, so it's like you don't think things are dangerous. Yeah. Would you have eventually? Do you think? If it got a lot bigger, like maybe. if you're like walk into the room and like your neck is like <laughs> this is normal, <laughs> like three or four inches like <laughs> protruding, like you can't look. No to big the, deal. You can't look that direction anymore because. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been like this. You go to the doctor. Hey, doc, I think I'm noticing a little something on this side of my neck. Well, that's another thing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised my doctor... I had a physical uh, in October. And I thought... I, don't they, like, they feel your lymph nodes and all that? Yep, they do. And I don't think he noticed. Huh. So, I guess I got I got on Maybe he there. maybe he did notice it, but he was thinking in his head, "Oh, finally I get get, to get rid of Jake." <laughs> finally, I hate this guy. <laughs> exactly. That's what all doctors are thinking. <laughs> finally, I can get in on the Jake and Joe show. I mean, the Doc and uh, Joe show. The Doc and Joe. Yeah, I can make that work. Oh yeah. That's uh that's pretty much it for me cuz now we're here. I've had uh this is like what's today Monday, so the 6th day after my surgery. I have another week, another week and a half of uh, just like waiting around and healing up. I feel pretty good. Like I could probably work, um, and I kind of was hoping I could, but eh, just play better. some video. It's, it's just play some video games. I know. <laughs> Get good at Overwatch. I know. I gotta Hang find out. my authenticator, dude. How have you not found that <laughs> yet, man? Well, the thing is, I always forget. It's like I, I lose it, right? But it's not like I'm losing it in anywhere. There's like one of probably five locations that if I f- had the motivation enough to check, I'd probably find it. Because when I do see it, I'm very conscientious. Is that a word? Conscientious? Conscientious. Conscious. Conscientious is like, it's like a state of being. a fancy I, I don't know. version Let of conscious. Google. I'm Googling it. Okay. Because I've heard people use the word and I sometimes feel like it's fake. And I don't want you listeners to think I'm an idiot any more than you already do. Define conscientious. Conscientious of a person wishing to do what is right, especially to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. No, so that's not it. Well, no, no, you're, I'm, you're I'm conscientious. Yeah, you're okay. con. You're aware. Like con- conscious means being aware of something. Conscientious means being aware and wanting to do right. Well, yeah, wanting to put the authenticator in the right spot. That's, oh, okay. that's what I'm trying to get at. All right, all right. So, I, like, I'll see I'll see it ki- kicking around. I don't know if, for people who don't know what a Blizzard authenticator is, it's like two in two. I or feel three like there are a lot of our listeners aren't going to know what a Blizzard yeah. authenticator is. Well, well, right, but I feel like most people are probably dudes in their 20s who play video <laughs> games. So That's gonna... true, that's true. It's basically stu... stu- it's basically stew. Yeah. It's basically two step. Uh, it's basically a two step authenticator. Yeah. That's like you physically have. It's like a keychain, right? Yeah. It's actually. I think it's really ingenious. It was at the time, and now that there's 
I think what you were saying in our group earlier, now that there's mobile apps, it's like you don't right, really need right. it. I have but, I have a Blizzard Authenticator on my phone. Right. I don't need the physical device. So now even though I know my username and password, I can't play Blizzard games because I don't have my Authenticator because it's prompting me for my you have, six digits. You, you need that every single time you log in? Every time you log in. The thing is, though, the uh, mybattle.net is always forever logged in, but right. somehow, for some reason... It'll kick me off. Every and then, now and then, there's an update that that it'll kick you out, yeah. and you'll need to re-log in. And then, and when that happens, it's just enough of a period of time where I don't know where my yeah. thing is. Yeah, so whatever. You know, when you find it, are you going to disable it, or are you going to keep using it? <sighs> I think you should disable it. Get the mobile app. You don't need that thing anymore. It, it's from like 2006. I know it's really old. It's old. They don't sell them but anymore. They're, they're so. <laughs> They're handy. Obviously, it's... Yeah, but you have a phone. Stop trying to rationalize it. You have lost this thing that is limiting you from playing your games. Yeah, You're trying to rationalize I wanted to play today. I was upset that I couldn't. Why didn't you look for it? Well, I was cleaning my room today. It was a lot worse than it is now. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, I did want to mention... um, uh, I watched... Because I've had a ton of extra time on my hands, I've watched the se- a series called Last Man on Earth, <laughs> and I think you have seen it. Because I've seen you've... I've seen the first season, I think. Oh, the first season. Yeah, I watched... I've seen to the point where the guy shows up in a Corvette. Yeah, Todd. That's all I've seen. I oh, you've seen only seen the first couple episodes, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, then I have not seen very much. Oh, it's 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 really funny. It's uh, one of those. It's so stupid that it's funny type <laughs> things. Yeah. And. The scenario is always... It's very intriguing. It's basically like Walking Dead without zombies. Yeah. Everyone's dead. There's like eight people they're left on They're not dead. Earth. They're just not there. Right? Well, no, they're dead. Oh, don't spoil. No no spoils for no, me. No, I, I, that's made very apparent. All you I've must seen, have missed it. All I've seen in the first epi- few episodes is that there's no one there. Like, he doesn't find dead bodies. Yeah, well, I guess... I don't know. No, no, that's the thing, too. It's not realistic at all. Like, stores aren't looted. There's right. very few stores that are looted. Right. But, yeah. I should rewatch it. It's actually, it's very funny. I, I watched the whole thing. I should rewatch it, but... Is it still going, or is it one that they've canceled? Oh, it's still going. Yeah. yeah it's on Hulu right now, if anyone wants to watch it. Um, yeah, Last Man on Earth, really good. It has uh, Will Forte, which I didn't even know Love who him. it was. He sounds so familiar, though. His voice... Sounds very He's, familiar. He was popular on SNL for a while. Oh, really? Yep. That, oh. That's where he got his start from, is SNL. Oh. He just plays um, the guy, this guy, the main character, who's so incredibly stupid and he's a pathological liar. <laughs> it's just, it's so great. I think great. he, you said you, you, you said his voice sounded familiar. I think oh, he's yeah. played a voice role in something. He's probably done some animation. I would, I would really not doubt that. He's, oh. um... He is producing it too. Like he's he's not just an actor in it. I think he's oh, writing cool. some of it. Yeah. And this is like his project. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. And you started me on Mr. Robot. How many? So you you're six. You said you're four, four episodes. Four. In. What do you think of that so far? Really good. Like, I think to me right now it's bordering on, it's bordering between constructed. And, um, I can't think of the word, complex. So it's bordering between constructed and complex and too open 
to make sense. Right. And I don't I don't like shows that cross that line where it's just they try to be super deep and like right. twisty and then it's yeah. it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't think this show is going to do that. Yeah. I have a lot of faith in it. Um and plus you really like it. Yes. You've seen a lot more than I, I have. I know I've mentioned in the past season 1. Um Ooh, I made a farting noise with your chair on the dresser. <laughs> I swear it wasn't me. <laughs> or was it? Um, I've mentioned in the past that I really appreciate s- filmography. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, yes. Or the way things are shot. Mm-hmm. And the framing in this show is just, it's incredible. It's so good. There will be scenes, and I'm sure you've noticed it, where the main character, Elliot, he's like, he, there's no reason for it to be, but he's, like, right on the edge of the frame. So, like, you know, it's like he's he's there in the frame, but instead of him being centered, like he like characters would be on other shows, he's off right to the edge. And what that does is it causes your eyes to, like, leave him and look mm. around the scene. Like, it's almost like they're forcing a sense of paranoia on you in the way that he's paranoid. Because he's, like... like there but you're looking at the background you're like trying to see are they like trying to show me something and there are just different things like that where you know there'll be uh it was a scene i don't know if you've seen it has he gone over to his boss's house yes. for like a, a dinner yep they were out on the pa- outside on the patio or the deck or whatever and yeah it was a scene where they were talking and they were out they were in the corner they were yeah. in the edge and the, one of the guys he was on the right edge and then the other guy was on the left edge, but they were right next to each other. So there was like a bunch of dead space on yeah. either side. And that's just like, for me personally, all I was thinking the entire time is it's showing that they're close together talking, but there's like a lot of distance. Like they're near each other, but only physically. I don't know. It's just, it's cool. It really hmm. gives it another twist and something else to pay attention to. I definitely appreciate that, but I'll admit that it's not something that I actively notice yeah. when when you bring it up and I, I think back on it and be like yeah I def I I can see that now yeah um I'm more of like writing like if a character dies I'll judge the writer and be like that was cheap yeah or that was really good uh-huh. things like that huh. um, but the sh- I do really appreciate I, I can really appreciate um the filmography for sure so I want you to bring up your theory that you mentioned to me earlier oh okay so I swear to God, I thought of this episode one, but it's obviously evolved through my watching episode two, three, and four as well. I think Mr. Robot is not real because you are, we are watching the show through Elliot's eyes. Every instance of E-Corp, besides the very first instance of it, is translated to Evil Corp Yeah, because that's how he views it. He right. said he reprogrammed his mind yeah. to to think of it as Evil Corp. Right. Um, now, it's not just other people calling it Evil Corp, especially people who you wouldn't think would call it that, like his boss, um, just like other non-tech people. Everyone calls just it every, Evil And Corp. then even the billboards say Evil Corp right. on writing. So that automatically makes it creates a sense of uncertainty where yeah. you can't you don't really know what you can believe exactly. Right. And that was made very apparent in the fourth episode I just got done watching before you got here when he's... Um, oh, I don't want to give too much away. 
Um, yeah, no, don't don't spoil it because it is a it is a new ish show. Yeah, it's only it's been out for a few years. Yeah. It's the you know they just finished the second season, so don't, don't try not to spoil too much. I mean, guys, definitely go watch it. It is yeah quickly becoming one of my favorite shows. Yeah, it, it's it does seem like it's very complex, and I'm kind of I'm waiting for my mind to be blown because I feel like it's coming. And you did say that yours was in episode eight or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, the reason I wanted you to mention your theory, and the reason I told you the other night online that I had theories... What, what, does it match up? Exact same theory. Exact same thing. That Mr. Robot is not real. Okay. Now, I don't want to say any more because I've seen more episodes than you. Okay. Um, but at the point I was at, that's the exact thought I had going through my mind. Yeah. That he doesn't ever interact with anyone else. No. He does Well... He, I, he very speaks, briefly. He speaks to people. Yes, but they don't speak back. Right. So I'm thinking it might be like a Fight Club type thing where he he exists, but only as as Elliot. Like so, Elliot's actually the one doing the talking or something, right. which kind of confuses me. Like so, if Mr. Robot was the one who brought Elliot to F Society, then. Like, how did he f- learn about it? Right. You know? Right. It's cool. I, just, it's I cool. don't want to say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say anymore. Just let the theory keep evolving in your head. And just let the... Ep- just oh, I just yeah. can't wait for you to get to where I am. Because it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Oh, I'll probably get to it um, either tonight or tomorrow. I have a lot of time on my hands. So. <laughs> don't finish it before me. <laughs> I probably will. Yeah, you probably I will. I probably will. <laughs> As you guys have probably noticed... This episode has been a lot of light stuff so far. Like, I know you guys, you were just absolutely in love with season one of our show. So we don't need to explain to you, but we will. Just in case there are any new listeners out there. Our show previously followed a pretty standard format where we would uh, come into the show with some, you know, light topics. We talk about our week, you know, that, that type of thing. Whatever's on our mind. And then we dive into like some type of techie topic and talk about that for 15, 20 minutes, get to the song of the week, and then we go into like a discussion segment. We'd wrap the show up and we'd say bye and see you guys next week. We're planning to do things a little differently this season. Things are still kind of up in the air on how exactly we're going to do it, but we have like 10 or so different segment ideas that we're going to be evolving and we're going to be playing with. So you're never going to know exactly what to expect when you come into an episode. Uh, we, we could hit a couple of your favorite segments. We might not hit them. Um, it's just going to keep you around and keep you wanting to listen. We're excited about it. We're um, enthusiastic about you know the type of content that it could generate for the show. Um, one segment, though, that we are going to keep week to week is Song of the Week. Uh, a few of our listeners... Uh, have pointed out that it is their favorite segment. They like it the most because they're always excited to hear what we're going to bring to the table. So we don't want to get rid of that. It's a shorter segment. We don't ever spend a ton of time on it. So we feel like it's a good it's a good midpoint of the show, mm-hmm. basically. Um, we're probably a little over midway at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we had a lot of catching up to do. I we mean, did. it's been two months. So expect Song of the Week to be, you know, the midpoint of the show. You know you're halfway when you've heard Song of the Week. So, all that being said, what's your song of the week? Hit us with it. All right. Uh, My song of the week is from a band, American Authors, that kind of had mainstream fame for a short period of time with Best Day of My Life. Um, About, I want to say it was 2013. 
Um, I really love them. I came across, I think it was Best Day of My Life, and then I got into their album when it was released. Um, I, actually, I was there when they released that LP. Either LP or EP. That was only like five songs. LP. LP, okay. Yeah, I think. And, um... I think. Maybe not. I could have them backwards. Yeah, I think yeah. it's EP. I think EP are the short ones. Okay. I'm and thinking and of like, LP, is that like I'm thinking of like the, the, the Marshall Mathers <laughs> LP, and that was long play. So oh, e- okay. EP is the shorter ones with only like five, six songs. All right. So they just had like a really short one um, that I was really into. Uh, one of the songs, I believe it was on that one. If not, it was definitely on their album. It's called Believer, and that's what I'm bringing to the table today. So that one, you know, I was debating on even bringing it up because I know it's not entirely unknown, but I think it's just just unknown enough to still be a decent song of the week. And I've been thinking about them um, today and the day before. I've been going through Spotify. I have Spotify Premium again. I don't nice. know if I told you. Yes, you did. You told yeah. me you got a like a month for three months for ten bucks or something Some, like that. Yeah, three months for nine ninety nine. Yeah. So I was like, all Good right, deal. I'll hop back on the Spotify train. Yeah. Uh, and I was listening to some. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, American Authors started playing, and I was like, wow, I haven't heard these guys in a while. And then I started thinking about the podcast, and was like, I was really surprised that I. Uh, Hadn't brought him up before, so I figured, what better time to do it? So, how about you, Joe? What did you bring today? I've decided that I'm going to make it a tradition. First episode of each season, my song of the week is going to be from my all-time favorite band. I don't know if you guys remember what my first song of the week was. Justin Bieber! Justin Bieber! My first song of the week in episode... Actually, it wasn't episode one, because we didn't do song of the week in episode one. Oh, it was the first song of the week. It was the first song of the week that we did. I think it was episode two where we first did that segment. Mm. Um, We realized we wanted to be more structured. Anyway, my first song of the week was Death and Destruction by Weezer. So I figured, you know, they're my favorite band. I love them a lot. I know basically every one of their songs. So why not continue the trend and pick another one of my absolute favorites? And this happens to be my all-time favorite Weezer song, Bringing out the big guns for the beginning of season two. Oh, yeah. It is In the Garage by Weezer off their 1994 album entitled Blue. I've got this freebie. I've got Peter Chris waiting there for me. Yes, I do. I do. In the garage, I feel safe. I know you all liked that. There's no way you can listen to that song and dislike it. I mean, unless you're soulless. <laughs> I guess I guess then you could dislike it. No, uh I think it's I think it's such a great song and it becomes even better when you remember the time that it came out. That song was released in 1994 and at that time being a nerd wasn't 
like cool like it is now. Like I feel like in the last 10 or 15 years, maybe even less than that, probably more like 10 years, the paradigm has shifted to the point where being a nerd is kind of cool. Oh, I big mean, time. Yeah, yeah, it's all like about the, tech now. Right. Stuff like that. Uh, so. And back in the 90s, that was just not the case. I mean, you watch movies from the 90s and the nerds get picked on, you know, incessantly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the fact that this song was coming out in the 90s was just, you know, it was it was very different from the norm for rock. I mean, he's talking about having a, finding a safe place in his garage, in his parents' garage, no less, where he's got, like posters on the wall and he's got dungeons and dragons and you know he's wearing like superman underwear and different stuff like that and it was just it was so off the wall for the time period and that's what made that that's what caused weezer to blow up so fast is that they you know they took a grungy like dirty sound and then had this like nerdy feel to it and it just right. wasn't a thing at that time it just right. you know no one else was doing that. Um, and it, it's it's that album has aged perfectly. It is so good to this day. It's still, you know, in my top three all-time favorite albums. It's just so good. There are no, you know, m- most albums are hit or miss. And the Blue Album is just all hits. There are no misses for me. I can listen to that front and back over and over. So, that's very rare. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's my favorite Weezer song. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now you have to wait till season three to get another Weezer track that you'll enjoy. <laughs> There's no other way you can possibly listen to any Weezer songs. I might have a playlist on Spotify entitled The Essential Weezer. I yes. Mean, if you really want to go listen to more Weezer, I can hook you up with that playlist. You could probably find it. I, I, I'm i not privated on Spotify or anything, so you should be able to find my profile. That's how I listen uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's It's got all of you know Weezer's biggest hits and then some... Some smaller songs that I still think are definitely worth listening to. That wraps up Song of the Week for the first episode of Season 2. We are at the hour mark at this point. Uh, maybe a little bit before it for you guys because we've got a little to edit out. But we're going to wrap the show up. Uh, I feel like this episode was almost as unstructured as the first episode of Season 1. Oh, it really was. It's kind of funny. We've kind of like yep. doubled back. We When we first started this, we, you know, we started pretty unstructured and we immediately realized we wanted more structure and now we've gotten to a point where we're kind of like let's loosen keep the it structured <laughs> but like even take a step back and kind of, yeah like a hybrid between unstructured yeah. and structured uh so we wanted to run a few segment ideas by you guys and this little bit that we're going to do here takes participation from the audience so if you don't participate then you're not our audience. You're not a. <laughs> you're blocked. Yeah. Jake, why don't you? Uh, why don't you pick one of your favorite segment ideas that we've got so far? Okay. And... Well, a couple months ago, right after we stopped, I'm I'm think it was the week. I think after, it was the week after we stopped. Yeah, yeah. We stopped. We started right in to get uh, plans on season two, and we came up with a couple good ideas. One that I really liked was a story segment where we would like Joe and I specifically would come up with like some sort of topic and both write a very short story about that topic and then kind of make it I can't think of the word but read part of our stories every week I can't episodic. think of the word it was it's episodic but yeah. there's there's another word for it but it doesn't really matter okay um we'd be writing a longer story that we'd be 
reading to you guys part yeah. by part. Yeah. And I think that'd be pretty cool because it just it reminds me of the old like uh, 1930s, 1940s radio radio shows that had the the stories like uh, most people probably won't remember this, but it's something uh, like The Shadow. I think it was called. It was like a detective series that did the same thing every day or every week. You would just like hear another uh, shadow story. Um, so I'm hoping it's as cool as it was back then. And I know Joe had a couple that he was really into, so we'll have have you read them off. So what I was thinking we could do for this season uh, is some type of advice segment. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I'm listening to right now is If I Were You by Jake and Amir. Uh, you might recognize their names. They used to work for College Humor. They had a long-running skit series that they did titled Jake and Amir. And now they're doing a podcast where their listeners will email them in uh, advice questions and then they'll just they'll just answer them. And a lot of times they're hilarious and it's a lot of fun. And I, I want to do something like that. Uh, I know that could be hard to do right now because we're not, we don't really get any feedback and I know we don't have a ton of listeners, but I still want to do some type of advice. So what we were thinking was doing a segment called, here's some advice, whether you ask for it or not. And what, what Jake and I would do basically is we'd go out on the internet and we'd find, you know, people in a scenario that we're going to give unsolicited advice to. They might not want it, but we're here and we're going to give it. <laughs> I feel like we could yep. come up with some funny stuff, uh, really entertain you guys. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, if you guys have any opinions on, you know, either of these segment ideas. Another one we were talking about is the speed writing. I don't know how you feel about that. How do you, no, do you I think, think that, that I think that's actually could be really entertaining. It's kind of a hit or miss because you would need a very good topic. Right. Because what it is is, you know, we, we come up with a topic. Um, we have to decide on the spot So because one of us can't know what it is right in the very beginning. Right. And then we take, you know, 15 or 20 minutes or whatever in our time, not podcast time, and write up a quick story, come back to the podcast, and then kind of read what we got and, you know, maybe see see whose we like better and yeah. stuff like that. I, I, I think them. that's a cool idea. Yeah. I could I could do something like uh, we could sit together and compile like fifty to a hundred different topics, mm -hmm. and then I could write a, a quick little script or program that randomizes, and we could just have like a list of a hundred different topics, and we hit the random button, and it picks one, and we go. We yeah. write on that. Yep. Uh, like you said, fifteen twenty minutes of you know mad writing, typing on our keyboards or whatever, and then we come back and share them. So I think that one is one of the ones I'm more excited for than anything else, really. Yeah, that that's a good one, and I, I think that's going to be fresh every time too. Right, right. So, and even if if there's a week where one of us or both of us just does terribly, it could still be funny. Yeah, it'll because be funny. we did it'll terribly. Be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it for us this week, guys. Um, we've missed this. I know I've missed oh, yeah. this. Uh, I know. I'm looking forward to the rest of what season two holds. Mm -hmm. Hoping to have more uh, guests. Yeah, we have a we have a list of five or six different guests that we want to have, which is really yep. cool because I feel like we could get all all of them on the show easily. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the guests is my neighbor, so that could be pretty easy to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thanks for sticking around. I think we're gonna keep with the the trend from season one and have an easy listening track for you guys. Oh yeah. 
Forgot so. about that. I, I know. Me, me too. I just thought of it. I'm like, what did, what did we do at the end of the shows for season one? That's about it. We'll catch you next week. All right. Here you go, guys. Here's your E-L-T. Mm, fresh. I just assumed I'd play the part Of keeping you in the right direction No matter how your confidence may fall I'll be here as your foundation And I say, hey Hold on, hold on.